This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. Did you know that Reese Witherspoon didn't take acting classes and yet won an Oscar and household name? Like, who doesn't love Reese Witherspoon? I just found that fascinating as I was listening to a podcast that Adam Grant, his Rethinking podcast, was interviewing her. And the title of the episode was um, Turning Imposter Syndrome into Confidence. And of course, that got my attention because as an executive coach, that's predominantly the work that I do. In fact, what I know to be true is if I title something with the words imposter syndrome, SEO, search engine optimization, will put it at the top of the list because so many people are Googling imposter syndrome and this feeling that we're just not good enough or that people will realize that we are insecure. And that's just a human condition, y'all. It's part of the deal. And it's a big part of the topic that I cover in my book, Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive as a Badass Career Woman. The first key is story. And that's really everything that I was talking about in my book. And so I was really anxious to listen to this podcast with Reese, because I love her, Adam Grant, duh, best writer ever and organizational psychologist. So I was like, okay, two of my favorite people and my favorite topic. Let's, let's dig in. And it really was affirming that we all go through these struggles, even Reese Witherspoon. In fact, what she said was that she cried every single day on set of um, Walk the Line, where she played um, June Carter Cash, cried every day on set because it was so hard. She called her lawyer and asked him to get her out of the movie. Reese Witherspoon crying and begging not to finish a movie because she was so freaking scared. And yet... That's the exact movie that she won the Oscar for, Walk the Line. It just, let's just get that into our heads that y'all, everybody, in fact, the smarter you are, the more talented you are, the more you're going to have this imposter syndrome because one, you can overthink it (laughs) and Two, you've reached levels that you don't have as as many peers. And so you start to think, why am I standing out? This feels uncomfortable. Damn, it's just part of the deal, y'all. Another story that she tells in this podcast is that she was helping an acting student recently. He was telling her that he was struggling to tap into his emotions in a really meaningful way as an actor. And she said, Well, the only way that you can do that is to really do the work to know your character deeply, do the research, understand everything about them, know that character, study them, give them a full persona. And it's only then, she said, that you can tap into the emotion of that character. And I thought, 
that's it. That's not just for acting. That's for living. For living in the successful life that you want to be in for you is to do the work to know yourself, know where you came from. What are your motivations? Why you think the way you think and the decisions that you make, the only way that we can truly emotionally value and respect our own lives, what I call our own story, is to do the work, to know ourselves so authentically that we are responding in a way that people know they can trust us because we're being us. I think that's why so many people love Reese Witherspoon is because you know that she's herself. I mean, of course we know her characters, but when you see an interview with her, we just know it's her. So then I listened to a show called Dolly Parton's America fascinating. Don't even know how, thank you, Lord. Don't even know how I stumbled on that one, but it got my attention because who doesn't love some Dolly Parton? I mean, honestly, another beloved performer in our world. And Dolly first four albums that she put out in the late sixties, when she was 20 years old, were the saddest songs ever. They were women being beaten and killed. They were killing their own babies. They were losing babies. They were being ostracized from their community. I mean, dark, dark, dark. And she says that those were the stories that were shared and they were all based on true stories. And what Dolly has evolved and done over the years is she shows up completely as just Here's who I am. I'm will you want to make fun of my boobs? I'll make fun of my boobs better. <laughs> but she also has evolved her music based on the current state of all of our lives. And so every 10 years or so as this episode showed us, her music evolves and it follows the lives of real people. And when you see an interview with Dolly. She's even though gone through some really sad times. In fact, she talks about a time that she sat and had a conversation with God and said, I don't know if I can stay here. Like I'm in that much pain. She's not light and bright in the absence of pain. She's had that pain too, in the midst of the success, but throughout it all, Dolly has always been herself. She's always been able to laugh at herself and just own her talent and own her service and just show up with vulnerability and empathy. And in fact, there's this Q score thing they talk about, which is performers are ranked based on their likability. And you know who's at the top of the list? Dolly Parton. In all doesn't matter the race, religion, age, uh, socioeconomic status, everyone collectively loves Dolly Parton because 
you just know what you're going to get from Dolly. And I think that common theme between Reese and Dolly is they're both beloved. And it's because they are so authentically themselves. And that's what people are looking for. They're looking for the real you, whatever that is. So what does that mean for us, the everyday people walking around without a stage or a spotlight or a movie performance? It means that people are still looking for real, authentic, genuine you. And you being you, us being us, is the most badass act of them all. And the only way to get to be ourselves is to do that deep work. But it's also to be our own encourager, to remind ourselves to keep going, to remind ourselves who we are, our greatness, our heart, our struggles, our desires. We got to go there. This whole self-care is selfish bullshit. God, for the love of everything holy. The only way that shit goes away is if you put it away. If we keep feeding that beast, that beast is always going to be there ready to just chew us up. That's just facts. And so let's be our encourager and and our own cheerleader and our own hype girl. I mean, write that shit down. Each week, I ask my clients to look back over their week and to write down the times that they have been valuable and relevant and made an impact that week. It doesn't have to be because you hit the top sales number or because you finished a huge project. It could be because you sat down and helped somebody and you know that that made a difference. Record the things that you've done that you're proud of in a journal or in pictures or keep an email folder. And when you get a compliment about something, anything, drag it into that folder so you can go back and remind yourself of your greatness when you need it. But we've got to be our best encouragers. We got to stop shit talking ourselves. In the name of humility, especially where I live here in the Midwest, you know, there's this like, I call it Midwest nice. Like, well, we don't want to be all that. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Because when we diminish ourselves with our words, we say, Oh, I'm so stupid. That didn't make sense. Your brain believes everything you tell it. And so while you're in a humble, funny way, being sarcastic and shit talking to yourself, your brain's like, well, guess we're not as good as we thought we were. We got to stop. There's other ways to be funny. There's other ways to connect. We don't have to do that. Let's stop doing that. Let's just make a pact today. Stop shit talking ourselves and start being our best hype girl. Deal? Shake? Pinky swear? Please? Thank you? Did you know that the word confidence, if you look up the definition, is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation 
of one's own abilities and qualities. One's appreciation for our own abilities and qualities. So confidence doesn't come from knowing your job well or another degree or more money or a higher title. Confidence comes from knowing ourselves well. Let that just sink in and steep and ooze into the very fiber of your being. Because that's the deal, y'all. That's the deal. And I know none of us are perfect. We've all got shit. We've all got things in our past that aren't great. We got big T trauma, little T trauma. May have had parents that were just not great. We have relationships that fell apart. We're not in the absence of that. We're confident and great in the midst of it. So here's what I'd like you to do. I would like you to speak love and kindness into your life. Use that tip that I use with my clients. Sit down each week and look back over your week and journal and write the things that you did well, that you're proud of, especially those things where you were serving other humans, because that's where we get our biggest sense of satisfaction and confidence. It's not really from being the top salesperson or those are great accolades. And I think great performance is a beautiful thing. I got a box full of glass awards under my stairs right behind me here. But what I really love about my life are those times where I helped someone else, served someone else, made them feel great about themselves. And we can do that every day, every week. We don't have to wait for a performance review or the quarterly sales report to come out. So find something that you can do to speak love and kindness and encouragement over yourself. Then do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Just like the shampoo bottle says, lather, rinse, repeat. <laughs> Just put that stuff on repeat. Build it into a practice that you already have. Habit stacking is a great way to do that. So whatever you're sitting down to do on a regular basis, add to that. I'm going to speak some love and kindness over myself. And I'm going to write that shit down because I want to remember. All right, deal. We made a pact, right? All right, until next time. Love you, meet it. I'm not coming down. This just in. Oh my gosh. Before we release this episode, I get this notification after I had recorded about Reese Witherspoon and Dolly Parton and that being our unique selves and being um, authentically ourselves is, is the best move possible. And I get this notification on my phone that Jeff Bezos plans to give away the bulk of his fortune and he's giving $100 million to Dolly Parton. Because he sees her as someone that uses money with her heart. If that doesn't encapsulate the, the entire intent of being our authentic selves, it's because people know they can trust you. When you're yourself and you're a good person, you're authentic all the time. 
people know they can trust you. This is a tweet from Jeff Bezos. We've just announced a new Courage and Civility Award recipient, Dolly Parton, who leads with her heart and will put this $100 million award to great use, helping so many people. How fun is that? Just in time. Just had to add that to, to our episode. I'm not coming down. I never left it on the ground. I'm not Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And then go to wethrive.live. First thing you'll see is a place to drop your email and join the movement. I'll send you tools that you can use to thrive in life and business. I'm not coming down. I never left it on the ground. I'm not coming down. I want to go higher, higher. Hey, y'all, fun fact. Did you like the music for the podcast? That is actually my son, Cameron Hessian. And I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land. I'm not coming down.